0: Hello and welcome to Health Tech Hour on UK Health Radio, the world's number one talk health radio. My name is Steve Roost and each week we bring you the best news, views and interviews with the leaders, clinicians, founders and and CEOs within the health tech industry who are shaping the health tech revolution in the UK and beyond. I am a CEO and founder of a health tech company myself and I am passionate about the people and companies who are changing the world. Before we get into today's show, as always, please make sure you follow the show, which is at Health Tech Hour, and also follow the radio station at UK Health Radio on the socials to stay on top of all of the great content. We've got a whole bunch of new presenters come on with a whole bunch of really interesting shows. So yeah, make sure you check it out. So I am so excited about today's show. Uh, We have our first ever guest come back on. Um, She's one of my favorite ever people, Bridget Bard, CEO of Bioshore, which is one of the leading health tech businesses in the UK. Um, Bridget has been honoured twice by the royal family for her entrepreneurial success. Bioshore was the first company ever to launch an HIV self-test, bringing testing to people all over the world, destigmatizing it and equalising access to healthcare for, um, for a very, very critical condition. Bioshore are also the world's first company to launch a COVID antibody self-test that you can use yourself at home or wherever to check whether you have antibodies from COVID whether from an infection or from a vaccination, which is an incredible invention and a fantastic product. And we're going to get into it in a second. Um, and more than that, Bioshore and my company, PocDoc, have partnered to allow anyone that does the Bioshore COVID test to upload their result via the, um, the PocDoc app and receive a certificate of that. So, Bridget, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm
1: really well. I'm saying I'm really good. I've got a cold. So apologies if I sound a bit snuffly, but thank you for that intro. That really is something.
0: Good well look I mean it I mean every word um so what a crazy 18 months how was the mood in the camp at Bioshore at the moment what 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 a wild ride.
1: It has been I mean I think we can all kind of universally agree the last 18 months have not been straightforward um for anyone and uh, yeah we we continue here to be pushing extraordinarily hard especially on our new um product so the covid antibody self-test which is the first approved uh covid antibody home test but that's running in parallel with the world waking back up to hiv so yeah it's quite hectic here at the moment no complaints though i
0: i I can imagine and as you said first ever hiv test a self-test first ever covid antibody self-test honored by the queen herself it's been it's it's been yeah i mean it was a pretty it's a pretty it's a i mean it's not a bad cv you know it's not bad
1: no no we've been very lucky well we're the first blood-based hiv self-test um okay. but um, yeah it's we, we seem to to find the most difficult paths that are possible to tread and it's absolute kind of bloody mindedness that kind of keeps us going i think
0: well look it's like i say to everyone here you know changing the world is hard sort of the point right yeah
1: yeah but we, we our, I mean, our deep-rooted passion remains so that's good
0: good yeah i mean look from time to time i would like it to be a little bit easier to change the world to be quite honest with you but you know it is what it is so um good okay so since you shame what came on the show you are first ever guest in 10 months we've like completely smashed through the one million listener barrier so thank you everyone for listening but I wonder it's probably in in no small part due to how we started the show with such a great show such a great show with, with you so thank you very much for being our first ever guest
1: That uh, honestly is my absolute pleasure and congratulations to you and the team you are doing extraordinary things
0: thank you Thank you very much. So um, normally on the show, we have like a three part structure. So the origins of how you came to be, you know, doing all the fantastic stuff that you're doing, what you're doing, and then the kind of the future, I think, because obviously, you know, we know each other a bit. So we might jump around a little bit. But but um, let's start with what were your motivations for, for when you started um, Bioshore? Like what, what 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 were you trying to do when you when you started that?
1: Well, I'd like to caveat everything by saying I was incredibly naive when I came into this <laughs> industry. So uh, we're really fortunate in our um, HIV and COVID self-test. We utilise a piece of plastic, which actually we didn't invent. Um, and I was introduced to the the patent holder, and we're sort of having a chat. And said, what is it? What can it do?" He said, "Oh, kind of works like a pregnancy test, but we can, you know, test diseases with it." And it was like, wow, this is a no brainer. Self-testing for me has always been the kind of future of healthcare, care. And um, I think COVID has massively accelerated the acceptance of self-testing and home testing. Um, but really, that's, that's how we, we started. And we remain extraordinarily focused on self-testing um, from behavioral impact and empowerment and ownership through to clinical bottlenecks um and how we work with physicians um yeah it, we we really try and provide a very end-to-end thought process and solution
0: yeah and i'm look you know that we we are pock Doc and me personally we're obviously behind the home testing self-testing personal responsibility um you know revolution so completely completely with you there so what why did you was there a kind of a thought process as to how you like landed on HIV? Because that because, you know, I know the story, but I think it's really interesting as to how you, you came across a piece of technology that was, you know, a bit like a pregnancy test, like you say, could have gone in all kinds of different directions. So how, how come you sort of ended up focusing on HIV, which obviously is a, a huge, huge healthcare problem. But I just interested in, in how you got to that point.
1: Well when we started we were actually looking at animal testing as a primary source so we did a great deal of work um, in the UK regarding bovine TB so okay. we were working with the AHVLA and, and various government departments and farming institutions because it was such a straightforward process and because bovine TB is, is such an issue in this country but in parallel with that at the time I mean I was new into this Sector, which I think my, <laughs> anyone who knows me knows, <laughs> is, is very true. Um, so I was travelling around the world um, trying to meet anyone I could involved in the lateral flow and diagnostics industry, and it ended up that we actually um, arranged a range of distribution agreement with what was at the time Standard Diagnostics. Mm-hmm. So we took a suite of their products and were supplying them into the NHS. they became very specialised in sexual health um then became part of the lobbying um kind of community because at the time since the early 90s it hadn't been possible to sell or market an hiv self-test um so we became part of that lobbying uh community to revoke the law the legislation um and as soon as that came down in 2014 um that actually would be legal to self-test for hiv we went hell for leather in getting a, a product through CE marking and into into customers hands and but, it's yeah. still the
0: market it's still the market leader isn't it in terms of HIV self-testing I would think I in in
1: the in the countries that we are in certainly the UK and and South Africa yeah I mean we we're very consumer facing partly that's because of my background um and also my kind of yeah uh, the, the, this this ownership and empowerment story for me is is the real key driver of as, as bioshore and um, but also there were no routes to market available so um as a consumer products um it's it's really filled a obviously a gap that was there because there was no, no products um beforehand but um also we are now since the, since the pandemic been working a lot more with healthcare and and clinical um yeah teams.
0: so let's talk about this because i wanted obviously we can transition to all of the amazing stuff that you've been doing with covid but out of interest what what has happened you hinted it in in your kind of intro what has happened to to people's um uh, diagnosis or treatment of hiv during during that pandemic period what 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 did you guys see or what did you experience well um on a global
1: level obviously the pandemic has had an enormous impact on hiv generally there's been very few testing programs there's been hardly any condom programs um in south africa for instance obviously the country you know has been hit with various ways people um you know we're not able to renew prescriptions of arts and we know that you know more people have come off of treatment and for anyone that doesn't know u equals u which is undetectable equals untransmittable when someone has yeah when someone has hiv and is on successful treatment and that treatment can be one tablet a day but it has to be taken daily pretty much at the same time But your viral load becomes suppressed to an undetectable level and when it's at that level you cannot pass on hiv so through unprotected sex from mother to child um, you know if you're pregnancy, um when you are undetectable, then you can't transmit. So it, it is the route to ending the, the HIV AIDS epidemic. However with people coming off of treatment, um, yeah. they can they can start to transmit. So on a global level, um there's discussions about this could have potentially put things back by about 10 years on ending oh, wow. on in the epi- yeah ending the epidemic. Um, from a UK perspective, obviously, when 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 COVID first struck, um, and especially when the first lockdown was put in place, we um, we partnered with THT, which Terence Higgins Trust, um, and there was a big campaign around Break the Chain because we all kind of were thinking, look, this is just awful. We're we'll all being locked down, but what can we what can we get out of this? And actually. Mm. If, if there were, if there was no, um, if there was far less unprotected sex going on and we could get everyone to test at that point, we could get them diagnosed, get them on treatment, end the chain. So yeah. that that was really interesting. But we were also contacted by quite a few. I mean, we we're already an approved NHS supplier, but mm-hmm. quite a few sexual health clinics because obviously local clinics um, were closed. People couldn't. Did they all shut? Directly. Did all the
0: sexual health clinics yeah. shut? Well. Yeah.
1: So we were actually, and we we still carried on um, sending HIV self tests to patients' homes on behalf of NHS trusts, um, so that, that yeah people can test. And I think, given that the repeat testing is one of the the you know the key drivers in early diagnosis, I think it's something that will continue now.
0: Mm. Okay, so that's, yeah, no, I I think that makes that makes sense. So would you say it's sort of a mixed bag in that sense? So some bits were bad, but it sort of reinvigorated the or, or sort of provide a bit of momentum within the UK around at-home testing and self-testing? Yeah,
1: I, I, think, I think it has to because there had to be change and there had to be disruption. And I don't think, especially in organisations such as the NHS, um, not that they're change resistant, but it's just really hard to implement. Yeah, it's need to it's a super really, yeah, There's Yeah, there has to be a really good reason for something to be implemented. So, um, yeah, I I do think from that perspective, it's made home testing, especially for HIV, something far more normalised.
0: I think that's a good thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, very good thing. Very, very good thing. And um, since everything's been back open, we've definitely seen um, bigger uptake in sort of off of retail shelves and um, even online purchasing. And I, I wonder if part of it is because of self-testing is just mm. normal now. You know, a lot of people yeah. are still testing for COVID two, three times a week, even if they're asymptomatic, just as a precautionary measure. So yeah. um, it's just so similar with HIV testing, really.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if we can come on to it, but I, I completely agree with you. I think that, that the COVID pandemic and people swabbing themselves and doing all kinds of different things and self-testing has really... I, look, I mean, if you're going to test yourself for COVID why on earth if if you had concerns about HIV why wouldn't you test yourself for HIV as well like if you're gonna if you're worried about contracting COVID then surely you should be you know worried in the sense or at least concerned enough to do that test if you have some concerns about that I mean I I would think it would it would dramatically change someone's outlook on on self-testing or home testing. Yeah
1: I think so and also I mean it it's almost like part of a well-being exercise. So people go to the dentist every six months for a checkup, even if you haven't got a toothache, because you tick it yeah. off the list and you know that that's done. And, and for people, um, for a lot of people, HIV is in that, in that same category. It's something that, you know, routinely is tested for. Um, you tick off the list and then that's done. And this, I think, I mean, all right, we, we happen to have, you know, launched primarily um, with the HIV self-test our belief is that there will be um, a home, let's call it home screening test um, for most conditions. Because, I mean, nobody can see a GP now. We were struggling before COVID and now nobody can see a GP. And we, like when we were doing our development work, we thought there would be big resistance from clinicians, um, you know, about taking patients away or, actually it's the opposite we are now giving much higher value patients into gp or clinical pathways Mm -hmm. because they're coming with with a a screening diagnosis even though that is likely to to be confirmed so um, and obviously from a cost shift perspective moving that burden out of the healthcare system
0: can only be a
1: win-win really
0: i agree and like you know testing has to move closer to patient or it doesn't have to i mean but in in the sense of your, your 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 point is valid i mean the, the system's under a huge amount of, of, of strain and so sort of proactive, you know, preventative health care or um, sexual health screening is going to be coming under a huge amount of, of of strain, I would imagine, in terms of funding, in terms of resourcing, in terms of staffing. And so, you know, if a product like yours, w- which is fully CE marked, huge amount of clinical data has been in the market for years, you know, really fantastic um, user satisfaction, quality, high, you know, et cetera, mm. manufactured in the UK, you know, I, I can only see that, that that has to play a role or really should play a role um, in this. Yeah. And, and again, I agree with you, you know, across a range of conditions. It's why, why, it's why we do what we do at PoxDoc for cardiovascular disease and diabetes, at, you know, at or near patient testing outside of a surgical environment or a clinical environment is is a really obvious way to um, take strain off the system, as well as helping people understand their own personal health and whether or not they need to take action
1: yeah I and mean, you don't need a clinician. I mean some people would like to have a clinician in that point but you don't actually need a clinician in that point and I've always tried to bring everything back to pregnancy tests because just everybody understands it globally in every pharmacy there's a pregnancy test and if a woman is half an hour late for a period she can go and buy a test we on a stick and find out if she's pregnant pretty much you know 30 years ago you had to have time off work, have a conversation about why you would had unprotected sex and was it a good thing or a bad thing, wean to the cup, send it off to a lab and four days later you'd find out. And obviously people before you would know your results. So yep. you know, that, that would seem so alien to, to a woman now to have to do that. And I, I honestly, I've always believed this, I think the shift will be that everything will, where it's possible, will move to home screening.
0: And um, I, I agree. And is that, when you started Bioshore, w- w- did you sort of did you put some principles in place around things like principles that you wanted to be guided by as, as a business? And was this sort of long-term vision towards self-testing? Was that, was that one of them? Or like, was it more, you kind of, it just happened as you developed?
1: No, we were always focused on, on self-testing. And for me, um, Bioshore needed to stand for the credible trusted brand that people, you know, would know they could, they could rely on like the clear blue but for for disease testing and us remaining human and in touch and having the you know world-class products is really that's our principles but that's what we were founded on we still have (laughs) that's
0: good that's good so um since then have you have, have has there been i'm just really interested have there been sort of other hiv sort of tests that have come out or are you really the category so i think at this point you might be the category in the uk aren't you or i
1: I think in the uk we probably are there's there's a couple of um global we've got three sort of real global competitors one is an oral fluid test so very different and different levels yeah really different Um, and a couple of other blood tests one much more complex and one that doesn't have a sample control line so so when we came to market, we were the highest risked medical device that had ever come. HIV, blood test, untrained user. And we thought it was absolutely vital that the end user had to know they'd done their test correctly. So with a Bioshure test, you have to put enough blood on to get the yeah. control line, the negative line. Yeah, the market newcomer um, that's coming hasn't got that. So you can squeeze a tea bag on it and you'll get a negative results so
0: yeah so that's why because that's one of yeah. that's one of the issues with with um, and we'll come on to this we're going to do a commercial break in a second mm. but that's a really good i think it's a good segue into some of the stuff around covid because effectively mm. you can kind of do the same thing with some of these lateral flow tests right because Procedural there's no real... control line there's no sample
1: yeah, exactly. they does not need to detect the sample you want a negative run it with buffer
0: yeah. cool perfect well look mm. on that note we'll be back after the commercials um so thank you very much and we will be right back station
1: that makes you feel good. How good are vitamin C supplements? Usually only a small proportion of vitamin C actually reaches your cells and has a positive effect. Whereas the high absorption levels of Goldman Laboratories liposomal vitamin C help maintain optimal vitamin C levels in your body and strengthen your immune system. Now get 10% off when you choose Goldman Laboratories
0: liposomal vitamin C capsules. Just quote 10 off at goldmanlaboratories.com. Do you suffer from pain? B-cure laser, a home use CE approved medical device for the effective treatment of pain, is now available in the UK. The results of a double blind trial has shown that B-cure laser offers a significant reduction in pain compared to the placebo group. To get your special B-Cure offer now, call free on 0808 501 5122 or Google Radio Pro London. B-Cure Laser. B-Cure Laser. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Okay, hi, welcome back um, to the Health Tech Hour this week with Steve Roost and Bridget Bard, CEO of Bioshore, twice honoured by Queen. Um, let's talk about how did you get from HIV self-testing, being the leader in the market for HIV self-testing, into COVID, which is kind of how our stories cross paths. But, but I, you know, I'm really interested to understand how, how did that happen? I mean, when did you start to think, oh? You know, maybe, I don't know, because the the whole thing really kicked off, I guess, in January, February 2020, you were market leader in HIV testing. How, how, talk us through that, like, really early stage as to when you started to think about this other sort of area.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, for for January and February of 2020, I was literally on a plane the whole time. And um, I think I was in India, sort of the the end of February and beginning of, of March, when actually it was all starting to look far, far more serious. Um, so when I came back, I actually um, met with Boris Johnson as a self-testing expert with insight and showed him the test and explained, you know, we sell in Boots and Amazon and and they were our primary UK routes to market. And obviously there was a business opportunity with COVID and COVID testing, but there was a far bigger um motivation and ethical motivation around making sure that we could get out of this kind of pandemic as quickly as we possibly possibly could um, which needed as many tools as possible um, and as you know as many solutions as, as could be put around it so obviously with our HIV self-test we know how highly usable it is. Um, one of our biggest kind of um, assets of our HIV self-test is that it only requires two and a half microliters of blood. Uh, when you start looking which, at...
0: Which, which, yeah, sorry, carry on. I was going to provide right, a comparison, a very, but maybe you're, very, you're about very, to do it.
1: Well, it's a very yeah. tiny drop. So even a small drop of blood is five microliters. Um, but when you're looking at sort of research and development and product development, that's a really, really small sample size um, to work with.
0: Yeah, so, just, as a, just as a point of comparison. So, you know, the, um, the people listening might have done at-home blood tests. You know, there are mm. lots of providers available. You order the blood test online and it gets sent to you and then you have to fill up a little pot. So the HIV test is, is how much? 2.5 microliters.
1: 2.5 and that lab right. version is 600
0: microliters. Yeah, exactly. It's somewhere between 500 and 600 yeah. microliters. So anyone listening, if you can visualize that little pot, that's 600 microliters. And Bridget's test, or the Bioshock test is 2.5 microlitres. So, yeah, so one, two
1: hundred and twelve
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you can do the math, that's good. Anyway, sorry, carry on, Bridget. My, my bad. No,
1: so um, we obviously uh, working on it and we've collaborated with various companies uh, across the UK, um, providing us with assistance. We've been providing other people with assistance. There's been quite a community feel going on against all sort of diagnostic manufacturers in the UK. Um, but as it's a self-test, Um, we had to go the MHRA were really really not very keen at all on giving derogation to an antibody self-test so the way it works from a regulatory perspective tests COVID tests that are being used for professional use can be self-certified as a CE mark so you look at the common technical specification and as a manufacturer you say I tick these boxes you don't actually have to have ISO 13485. You don't have to have, you have to have a quality management system, but not an audited quality management system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically it's a self-certified CE mark, which is how there's so, so many manufacturers in this professional space. For a, for a self-test, for a home test, you it's a completely different style of CE marking. And you'll see when you compare some various kind of products, A CE mark from a notified body has four numbers underneath it, and the four numbers relate to the notified body. So to have an approved home test, we had to go through independent notified body um, CE marking. And that means producing an entire technical file, user evaluations, clinical evaluations, um, our own... Um, notified body at the time, BSI were really not keen at all to look at any COVID tests. I'm not sure if that's changed, um, but we basically went to Europe and um, went went through that that sort of rigorous, robust scrutiny of our of our technical information and um, gained our CE marking. So when we launched our antibody self COVID antibody self test at the end of August, and I think this is still the case, there are still no other CE marked. Covid antibody home test,
0: as yet. Yeah, I think you're. I'm. I, I'm pretty sure you're still the the only one out there. So, were there? Was it more the the, the transition from HIV to COVID? Was it more around the um, you felt you could adapt the device to this new marker, and this was the right thing to do at the time? Was it? Yeah. Was it that sort of motivation?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've 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 basically we we utilized exactly the same um device that the biochemistry is completely different um and for the layman our hiv self-test detects antibodies to hiv our covid antibody self-test detects antibodies to uh covid 19 but as a home test there are some really vital things so um obviously we discussed the really small blood sample size our buffer solution is pre-measured there is this sample control line so that an end user knows they have absolutely performed their test correctly um so yeah but that really um was the crux of we didn't want to reinvent the wheel we wanted to utilize um the, the barrel delivery mechanism um and and get this through to market as quickly as possible and obviously it's been extraordinarily oh stressful will be yeah, unbelievable. it's been a journey so let's <laughs> just before we dive been. into a
0: bit more detail just let's have a little refresher course what is the difference between antigen and antibody and oh, why would yes. you test for antibody let's just make sure everyone's on the same page everyone's I know. listening i know um, there's all sorts of particularly now because you know people had vaccines six months ago and there's all chat about you know third boosters and immunity levels and antibody levels and just give us the the basics what's antigen why would you test for that what's antibody why would you test for that
1: well first of all i know everyone is utterly covid weary utterly we just want it gone so an antigen test is either your lateral flow test that the government are giving out for free or a pcr test and they basically need a throat swab or a mouth swab or a nose swab, and they check to see if you have current infection. Our test is a blood test because we specifically look for the neutralizing antibodies. So they're the antibodies that give you protection. And your body generates those from vaccination and or infection. So, um, yes, that's the crux. Just, to think. for kind of oral fluid, nasal cavity is current infection. Antibody um, blood is protection, and they're are okay. the two differences really.
0: Okay. And your test, effect, your test allows someone to to determine whether or not they have antibodies for COVID nineteen, neutralizing antibodies for COVID nineteen. Yeah.
1: So, so, so we detect the um, kind of anti spike IgG antibodies. I don't want to get too too technical, but yeah. The, the IgG antibodies are the antibodies that your body retains. Um, and as I said, they can be made from infection or vaccination and or vaccination. And while we were going through this really long process of CE marking, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, we've, we've missed the boat. We, we've kind of mm. invested all of this money. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're too late. We don't have a product that's relevant to the market anymore. Um, what we have seen, and obviously you know that, that there is overwhelming global data now around this, is that the antibodies last for a certain amount of time, but then they start to decline yeah. so we kind of universally obviously older people were vaccinated um, you know early on early. in the rollout of vaccination. people who have had vaccination only and not had natural infection are pretty unlikely to have detectable antibodies after six months hence hence the booster rollout. So you've had vaccination and infection they are staying longer but that's also really impacted by age so we've got a million kind of moving parts around vaccination, infection waning antibodies and then I mean lots of the conversations we've been having are around T and B cell memories so when you look at a general coronavirus, a cold, you have an infection, your body reacts, you produce antibodies, you produce these IgG antibodies. Obviously, because there's nothing for them to continuously fight, these antibodies then just disappear. But what they've done is made a memory in your body so that if it sees the virus again, it reacts. Now, no one's sure as yet the number of well, whether the vaccine has actually triggered T and B cell immunity, that is still, Oh, they still don't know that? Still don't know that, no. And uh, I did have a quick check on the WHO website yesterday, in case <laughs> of an update, but there hasn't been. And I think partly because that might be so novel, um, partly because there is such massive variances in, in, in sort of age relation and wellbeing um, relation, plus there are different styles of um, vaccines being rolled out. So, so, so there are so many things that are at play around retention. And also, obviously, there are people who have natural infection who are asymptomatic. So nobody's sure of the viral load that they've had, how many antibodies have been made. If that's, it's just all really um, difficult. So at the moment, at the moment, we're all saying that antibodies, protective antibodies are the things that will give you protection. So understanding your journey through symptomatic infection or asymptomatic and vaccination and boosters
0: um
1: it, it does come back to the hiv so you're just better to know all yeah, right mean, why
0: wouldn't you want to know why i know i know. know
1: and we um i mean we've been really fortunate everyone in the building we've been tracking since um we literally well we've gone to monthly now but we were tracking every week at one point before anybody you know before there were antigen tests before there was anything so I actually had COVID last March um, and we tracked. you know, I knew when my antibodies were starting to drop off. I know when they've picked up again, I know mm-hmm. where they are at the moment. It just makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, and, I,
0: and I think that what I've seen, certainly this is completely anecdotal. So, you know, before listeners start writing in and telling me that, you know, it's not statistically significant, I know it's not statistically significant, but, um, you know, my I know quite a few older people who got vaccinated, I would say in the first wave who are now contracting COVID yeah. you know, and and like it's happened four or five times in the last three weeks. Yeah. They, they're sort of calling one, all them.
1: All um, yeah. They're calling them breakthrough cases, but um, yeah, we're certainly being contacted by lots of people who, um, you know, have had vaccinations think they've had COVID again. Um, it, it just comes back to you. And, because I think probably personal experience, because we've been tracking this over time and hence tie up with Doc with and the relevance of that as well, being able to kind of build this picture over time. I mean, we, we did a big campaign last week um, around, last week was, um, you know, Mental Health Awareness Week. i trying to rebuild people's confidence so that they, um, you know, understand whether they have got them so you can feel slightly yep. more confident, understanding that you haven't got them. So you know, you know, you feel more comfortable wearing a mask and observing. Maybe be a bit more
0: careful, and you know, yeah. that you need to maybe don't go to the concert, you know, or whatever yeah, it might be. be. But you can make a personal aware.
1: choice, exactly. And it's that key piece of information um, that that really, you know, is. It, I'm not saying everybody should antibody test, but they should have the tool available to them so that they can choose well, to do that.
0: I, th- I also think the other thing that's sort of not really being discussed is look, like, yes, there's going to be a third booster, a third jab. I think that's sort of obvious mm. that there will be one. Who it goes to, we don't really know yet. And then I could see there being a lower uptake of the third booster anyway because people are like, well, I got jabbed twice. So like, what's the big, what's the big hoo-ha? And so actually, because they might think that, well, my vaccine is going to last, that's the point of a vaccine. So actually, I think this type of education it's to, to kind of help people understand, it's like, well, no, actually, your immunity or your your ability to fight this virus may decline over time as the, as the antibodies wear off. And actually having a way that someone can actually tell that, I think, is really valuable because otherwise, yeah. where do you go? How do you do that? You can't. You have to go. You would have to go and get a private test done, which will be 100, 200 pounds, which is i mean obviously that's not very very few people are going to bother to do that
1: no and if you can afford to but it's that kind of line of do you know or do you guess um and on the on the covid passport so we've been doing a lot of work with the ntia um which is the organization um the nightlife the nightlife nightlife. goodness they are incredible they're they are a force of nature they are fighting so hard for everything with the COVID passports, you know now we've we've got a, a situation where there's there's double vaccination, there's historical infection in the last 180 days. Well, both of those assume that you will have antibodies at that point, and the reason for the 180 days historical infection is because you don't know if you're still going to have antibodies after that event. Yeah. So so for me, it, at some point, it, this has to come back to antibody testing. And even really early on, um, when the um, antigen tests were rolling out last year, we put business models together for businesses to use in their companies of this triangulated approach of current infection, who has protection, and where your workforce are today. So, you know, there's not a one solution fits all. There's no, no silver bullet. It is, It is a you know, a package of various, various tests, various solutions being available, but just so people can make better informed decisions. For me, that's what this is all about. This is, there's always a choice in everything, especially when it comes to your body. The body is your body. And the more you know about it, the better decisions you can make, whether it's boosters, going out, seeing family, you know. Yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, if you felt like you, yeah, I don't understand why you would want to make decisions, um, without understanding the fullest possible you know data and i think the the reason why it, without a product like like this the ability to test yourself at home and what will come onto pricing and where people can get it in a second you, you're really uh, your gp isn't going to provide you with with this type of a test and no. the, the private tests are ridiculously expensive so it's just not going to really happen. It just won't happen. And, and, you know, what, what, and we're, we, you know, we're treading the same path of Doc through the self-testing piece and, and it's a hard path, you know, it's a mm. really hard regulatory pathway and, and, and it should be, you know, it, it shouldn't be easy to, to do this type of thing. Um, but thank goodness that you are. And thank goodness that we are. I mean, because otherwise, <laughs> you know, there wouldn't be anything out there. So, you know, no. I mean, how else would you do this? I
1: know, I know. And the, but there's, I mean, you, you know um, how hard this regulatory journey is and getting, you know, your, your market access is, is a really expensive, long, difficult journey. Um, and then we now have an approved COVID antibody self-test and we are in a position where you cannot advertise it on Google, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, and there's like this blanket ban on anything that's related to, to COVID home testing uh, we had exactly the same situation with the HIV self test. Doesn't matter if you have approval. And then you jump onto Google Shopping and some, you know, absolute cowboy firm that's selling what they say is an antibody self test on there for, you know, next time, yeah, You know, the test so doesn't I work. Didn't... It's not approved.
0: It's you know i don't understand that either because i know that i could go to good because we we you know we had this when we started to work with with you guys with bioshore to launch the pop app the, the, the well the bioshore powered by pop app to help people track their results and things like that you know obviously we had people contacting us and we you know people sending us links about different things and stuff about different tests and it's sort of like you know the the the, the law was that there, there there was no self-test available mm. but people were like well hold up a second i can go on i can go on. i mean and then they were you know they were sort of Clinical supply websites that were selling huge boxes of of COVID tests, and you could buy them and have them delivered to a domestic address. And all, all that was happening was the supplier was would say in the confirmation email, not for home use. But mm. but I mean, there's no. There, there was a domestic address. It was an individual credit card. There was no company involved. There was no, no. verification. And so there's something, there's something now, but... where, there's something wrong where there's something wrong where I think where you can go through a fully audited process where you will have auditors come into your business and literally go line by line through every single document in your business through your through your r&d through your manufacturing through your shipping through your distribution through every single aspect you can at the end of that you can be awarded a ce mark to say that your product is quality it is safe it is it is valid for use as you intend it to be used and you can sell it in europe and then that means you can't actually that, that, that 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 isn't enough these standard channels of advertising and that they won't take uh uh, they won't look at it on its merits and they say oh it's a covid home test we're just not going to do that i think that that's Mm. completely wrong
1: Mm. me too
0: yeah i'm sure i'm sure that you i'm not surprised that you think it that way but it still shocks me that 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 shocks me that you, you can do all of the all of the things that you should do and still struggle to kind of yeah. get people settled. But you've been through this with HIV. So we can come on to more of this about where the test is available and, and, and all those type of things after the commercial break, which we're about to go to. So we'll be back in two minutes. Radio. UK Health Radio, the yeah. station that makes you feel good. Yeah. Scalar light is the quantum energy emitted from the universe, from the sun and stars. Now Tom Palladino, a humanitarian and scalar light researcher, has created the world's only scalar light healing system, a system that can bring long-distance healing and wellness to humans, pets and plants via a photograph. Get your free 15-day trial now at scalarlight.com or click on the Scalar Light banner on the UK Health Radio website. Shields like
1: masks are top of mind right now. But did you know you have inner armor working constantly to protect you from pathogens? It keeps you healthy and thriving. It's your immune system. Ion Gut triggers the body's natural ability to support gut strength all year long so your immune system can protect you when you need it the most. How are you treating your inner armor? Visit uk.ionbiome.com to learn more. Ion gut. Protect what protects you.
0: UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. Great. Welcome back to the final part of the Health Tech Hour this week with Bridget Bard, CEO of Bioshore, who, who have launched the first ever COVID antibody self-test. So um, where can people get the, the test from? How do they do that? Well,
1: at the moment, um, most of the sales are going through BioshoreTest.com. So we built a new uh, website, which is fully loaded with information. And I have to say, I think it's being changed every day as we are learning more and more about how we um yeah need to explain the, the kind of testing to people. So sure. um yeah and any feedback on the website, people please feel free to get in touch. But yeah, bioshortest.com. Uh we're selling in a range of independent pharmacies um already. We have got a rollout in well in 50 trial stores next week, I think that is happening.
0: Well pharmacy, that's that's well huge. Pharmacy. Well done. That's yeah, great. yeah.
1: Um, yeah, Amazon is still not so keen on this thing. We've got
0: lawyers. You don't need Amazon. Who needs Amazon? Come on. I know. Do
1: you, do you know, I, I know, I know morally exactly what you're saying on that, but it's just such a straightforward platform for people to buy on. And we know I how agree. much they like buying HIV cell tests, um, through there. So, um, yeah, yeah there's, there's various sort of clinics starting to, to pick it up now. So, but mo- most of it is but, still direct to,
0: Direct- med- so, so if someone's interested in who they're listening they can go to dot um yeah. i think they can also find you on instagram which is like at bioshore uk is it
1: at bioshore uk yeah on um Great. yeah twitter as i said okay. we can't do any promoted um tweets or posts through any of these platforms so you might have to you might have to dig us out to to find it yeah, it's
0: like it's like it's like just for the people in the know you know it's like I mean, underground.
1: That's, that's how it feels and <laughs> it's I- ridiculous yeah, we're not pushy on ourselves at all. What we've always been about is giving people a choice. And, you know, the way we used to describe it with the HIV self-test was, was building our, our army of Bioshore warriors. Um, yeah. Well, we just got to get out there and just tell people. And, and then it's up to you. You know, you, can, you can't you just know that it's there and it's available. And if it'd be helpful to you, then you have a choice of being able to buy something. I,
0: um, yeah, I think that's right. And what's the, um, how much are you charging for the test? How much does it cost
1: yeah, they are 32.95 delivered. I don't know if Retail Pharmacy is going out slightly above that, but that's delivered to any UK address, to be honest. But we also work, uh, we always have done with Hubbox. So um, it's one of those, um, I think there's like 7,000 stores or something across sure. the country, which are dry cleaners and news agents, and you can... Pick up from there, but we're also working um, with with workplace testing where there's sort of ongoing monitoring so that employers yeah. just to make better informed decisions, knowing you know who's got protection and who who hasn't. I mean, it all sounds yeah. a bit big brotherish from an employer perspective. Which um, I mean, the the data that I know TalkTalk is doing the reports is all you know um, aggregated and, it aggregated just and can, um, yeah aggregated yeah. and anonymized That's the one. Yes, and yeah. GDPR compliant
0: of course that's one of those things um, that to
1: be a million miles is too complicated so, to me, all that.
0: <laughs> so for 30 for you know for 30 quid you can pretty much you can figure out what i mean look every, as you say everyone should make up their own mind you know mm-hmm. it's, it, but but i think that that if people are interested they should obviously go to bioshortest.com to to see if they can
1: Yeah, there are family packs on there which is because we know there's, there's lots of families testing um whether that's you know, intergenerational testing, whether that's with sort of younger people or older people, especially, as you say, with this booster rollout. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so there are family packs on there, which I think are full tests for £100. There's always promotion and codes running out as well on social and um, various various things. We're also starting to work with some organisations uh, who work with people who have uh, suppressed conditions. Okay. Um, so the Crohn's and Colitis—that's come through one of the girls um, who actually works here. That she's already heavily involved with them through herself. But once people start to understand that this tool can actually, you know, help you make a better decision, um, it makes far more sense. So if there are any sort of not-for-profit organisations out there that that would be interested in having a chat, we are—we've always worked with HIV organisations. We're now really keen to expand that um, where we can have the most impact for the people who need it the most.
0: Okay, um, that that's makes, total, makes total sense. What has the reaction been like? I know that you're, you're always keen to get customer feedback, but what have people been saying? I mean, what, what has the reaction been either from, from customers, from users, or from, you know, because there's obviously people that are, that are helping and are keen, whether it's Well Pharmacy or there's independent pharmacies or workplaces. So what is the feedback that, you're kind of, that you've gotten across those different groups?
1: The feedback from consumers is really good. So we do, and this is, I mean, it is anecdotal, so I haven't, I I say, our clinical director is going to put some beautiful white paper together. Um, but really, everyone that we're seeing over the age of 50 now who is testing and have had vaccination only, but not infection, has got very, very, uh, either no detectable level of antibodies or very low. So we've intentionally okay. sort of cut off on our tests Um, is is very sensitive. Um, When you get to below 50% protection against developing um, serious uh, symptoms, that's the cut-off points when you're sub-50%. So a negative on our test doesn't necessarily mean you haven't got any. It means you are less than half now and really have got to start taking precautions um, Mm. and understanding that. But I think people, I mean, I, I remember saying this to you before, Steve, we've been so, so... The social impact we've had with our HIV self-test and it continues to remain. We, we literally have people saying thank you for changing something in their life and COVID hasn't quite had that same emotional impact that is really similar that people can find out straight away on their own terms. And um, from workplace testing, I mean, we obviously a lot of my background is in manufacturing. So there's a, <clears throat> the sort of my legacy um, of people that I, I used to work with. I think from the manufacturing sector, they're so overburdened at the moment with supply chain yeah. issues and delivery drivers and bills and Christmas. And it's like, right, we don't need to consider COVID at the moment. It's uh, yeah. enough money going out and enough problems coming in. Um, but from the consumer perspective, there is a definite appetite. And as I say, I can see this playing far, antibody testing playing far more of a role in COVID passports because of this change in waning antibodies. Do boost it absolutely should you it know should do. don't guess no it's yeah um... and, and
0: because that, that three month 180 days infection in the last 180 days it's kind of arbitrary you know um but there's no reason why testing with your device with some kind of digitization platform you know like pop or, or or another th- or, or anything else could actually integrate with that passport and, and those results could be available and so people could just test themselves if they you know test themselves for antibody levels
1: yeah. And it could be done every three months or every six months. And there's a lots of ways that that could be rolled out. And they're managing now to do it with day two antigen tests. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't actually dug that much into it. But someone was telling me you have to photograph yourself with the test. And, uh,
0: yeah, you there's. Yeah, I know. It seems a bit random. You have to with lateral flow test. You have to. It's unclear to me because I've not done a, a day two lateral flow test yet. I'm sure I will do it at some point but you're supposed to take a picture of you, of, of, of the test itself with, um, with some kind of ID. So PocDoc on a different project, we're working with the Department of Health um, to help them digitize other COVID images, other COVID tests. But this particular one with day two, the government's forcing you to use a, um, a private provider. So yeah. each private provider of which there are, I mean, if you go to the government website, there's, uh, I mean, goodness knows how many hundreds of these things they will all have I guess a slightly different methodology so some it will be hold the test up it will be you and the tester and a piece of id some it might be something else so there's mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of variation in there um yeah I really can solve um it just depends on, on on you know how they want to do it
1: yeah someone was talking to me about self-testing and kind of you know self almost self-certifying so for your own test result and how much risk is around that but I think you have to trust people at some point you know with with the rest of the laws we 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 I mean to, to follow the rules and you, you have got to just you know because nothing is
0: foolproof that, I agree and I, the other thing that someone said to me which I mean how, how do they verify so you know when you you do a at home PCR test no one verifies exactly. how you do that sample you put it in a pot of hummus yeah. I mean, I don't, that's obviously not what you should do just for the record, but you know, th- 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 there's no, there's no, um, you know, for legal reasons, I must say that you should do it properly. And according to the in- instructions for use, but, but the point is that why would just because you, I, I I'm not, I, I find it hard to understand why there's more scrutiny on certain things that are just designated self-testing because yeah. they're designated self-testing. Than yeah, there is I, on something I totally that, agree. It's not designated as a self-test. So we don't need to do that stuff, but actually the, the, there's either risk or there is no risk. So if yeah, there's risk, true. then it should be like evens across the board. But if there's not a risk, then why are you making some people do that and jump through these hoops, as opposed to other people?
1: Yeah, no, I i, I don't think there's enough common sense. That was a polite way to put it yeah. um, around these things. And also at the end of the day, I mean, just for UK, you're talking about you know COVID passports for 60 million people. You cannot get all those people through clinics or Stores or that it has to go. You imagine if you, everything had to be done in person, you just couldn't couldn't handle the numbers. So yeah, um, um, and actually what I was saying earlier in the first half was around this derogation for um, so the um, antigen tests that the government um, give out in schools and at the pharmacies. They aren't actually certified as self tests. The MHRA has given them derogation and said, well, there's a public health demand. So therefore, you know, we're going to give them a, a, a short-term kind of path so that they can be used to self-test. From our perspective of antibody testing, we've we, we've hit the target. Well, we've, we've surpassed the target product profile. We've got independent CE marking. So really, it's ready to go.
0: Yeah, well, it's out there. It's out there. So um, what? Um, what? But there, the, here's what's funny. Do you think that there will be more? is it do you perceive that the evolution of this of, of the pandemic moves into more self-testing or, or are you just yeah you which which is possible but are you more blazing a trail and actually it's just it's such a rocky road that that you, you know you're you don't think anyone else is going to go down that what, what do you think
1: i think people will um unless you come in with some massive insight it's much harder than you think but I mean, as I've said it about fifty times, self testing has to be the way forward. And we've actually, you yeah. know, we've, we've we've got we've got um, whether we'll actually see market as a self test, but we've 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 got the um, one test going into test tech transfer this quarter. We've got Hep C uh, moving through next year. We're actively looking at um, food testing at the moment. So I I do think that self testing if you've got a cold. Then you're going to do a test if you've got a sore throat then you're going to do a test you know i think and and certainly yeah. from what you've been doing with the lipids and, and sort of cardiac markers and um it it just it just makes sense to do your first screening test at home it puts yeah. people's mind at rest a positive diagnosis you know what to do a negative you you know you you relax a bit and wait to see what happens with with um, the course and looking at you know other infections and, and strep infections and antimicrobial resistance um, if there was a definitive yes you have a bacterial strep infection and you do need antibiotics or no you don't it uh, would be yeah. a hugely hugely beneficial for for global healthcare
0: right to so avoid the overprescription of antibiotics which creates yeah. antibiotic resistance yeah um yeah. okay so you kind of touched on it a little bit there but what we're in the final you know we've got a few minutes left what's next for bioshock what, what what's the what's the next 12 to 18 months look like
1: well as i say we've got a couple of um couple more blood tests rolling through um we, we're doing our scoping at the moment for strep and for flu okay so, um yes have some very very clever people uh, working on that as everyone knows i'm not well my is a scientist but i'm not actually an active uh scientist in this in this sense um we um are looking at we're, we're looking at the u.s market for the covid antibody tests at the moment so that's going through eua so we'll see if that makes it through or not i'm not holding my okay. holding my breath but um no i think we've got an exciting um 18 months my deep deep passion is hiv because i know what difference we make and um i know how much it is impacting young women and um i want that to stop so uh yep. personally yeah, i'll still be focusing a lot on our hiv work and um yeah we were actually we're actually launching to russia next year as well where there is oh, a big wow. hiv aids i'm speaking at a conference in moscow in december but how we're we going to end well, it
0: and so, AIDS did, in, uh, so is it is is hiv and aids a big problem in russia i didn't realize
1: yes well and there's not that much testing um that goes on one of the biggest issues there is they don't have um sort of needle exchange or harm reduction programs so in uh, the people who take drugs um they have really very high rates but yeah that's our next next place to try and go and make some changes
0: good well look it seems like you've got quite a lot on how just before we go how do you see the kind of the pandemic playing out from here I know you know predictions probably kind of a fool's game but maybe in terms of testing or I don't know what do you what do you you, we're about to head into winter what do you think is going to happen
1: yeah I I think everyone at the moment is really worried about co-infections aren't they and um, from the you know range of numbers that you see forecast it's going to be co-infections um, that will be, yeah, a, a potentially have really significant impact. So knowing your status now on your own terms, as we say, will be really helpful for you, especially again, you know, for double flu vaccines and COVID at the same time. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing we've got to keep the eye on. We've got to live with COVID. At the end of it, it's not going away. Yeah, and, like we live with flu. Yeah, we 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 have, and um, yeah, the more information and knowledge we can capture, um, micro and macro level, um, it's going to be helpful.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think that mm. the, the, the key, the key thing, why you know why 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 I personally love working with Bioshore and you know working with you is is that the, the sharing the vision around making self-testing a reality for these different things, giving the responsibility and also the power and the access to people to really understand their own health, whether that be for COVID or for cardiovascular disease or for Hep C or for flu, you know. The, there is no reason why people should not be able to test themselves with a regulated device that is safe, that is quality, in, in, mm. in the comfort of their own homes. It doesn't. It's not logical to say that people aren't responsible enough or, or good enough to be able to do that. No, right?
1: that's my argument. Always has been. People are totally responsible enough, and it is. Um, it is a very empowering thing to know more about yourself. And as I mentioned earlier, with Mental Health Awareness Week. And um, putting those tools into people's hands does build confidence and makes you feel proactive in your own life and a participant. You know, there's not you and a, a physician or a clinician between you and a result. It's, um, yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm lucky. I know that it's bloody hard work. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, sorry, well, like that. Yeah, it's bloody hard work, but yeah, um, yeah, I feel very blessed to be in this position.
0: Good. Well, um, Bridget Bard, CEO of Biosure, thanks for coming on the show. If anyone wants to find out more about the world's first, world's only COVID-19 antibody self-test, head to biosuretest.com. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Much appreciated. Lovely to see you.
1: Yeah, you too. Thanks ever so much for having me.
0: Good. And thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back again next week. so much older than me She's everything I'm insecure about Yet today I drove through the summers Cause how could I ever love someone else And I know we weren't perfect but I